International. Okay, um, let me see. What was it again? Uh, <laughs> you're. <laughs> hey, this is Raul Sanchez. You are listening to Leading the Blind with Ariel Norman. Very hilarious. Uh, very hilarious. Very Very hilarious. Very hilarious. Very hilarious. Very hilarious. Very this is Raul Sanchez, and you are listening to Leading the Blind with Ariel Norman and other things on NPR. <laughs> I think we're gonna go with the first one. <laughs> you are. <laughs> wait, 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 let me take. Like, let me do three takes. Three takes. Hey, everybody, you're listening. To <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Raul Sanchez. You are listening to Leading the Blind with Ariel Norman. Take it easy. Take it easy. I feel like our voices sound really nice right now. <laughs> we've got um, very NPRish. This is very yeah. Well, we've got this cinnamon and spice candle too. <laughs> it's like is it? It's not. It's fallen here. I feel like that. I always feel like I'm channeling Anna Gosteyer or something <laughs> with the NPR thing. But I really, I really like my voice in this setting. And I don't normally like you. Do you like your voice, Raul? No. No, I can't, I can't listen Scale to it. Scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten, where do you think your voice lands? As far as like... Just aesthetically, just the sound, um, the timbre. I don't know. I guess uh, every time I, I hear uh, I hear myself on a recording or something, I go, that's what I sound like? It sounds yeah. totally different when I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. But don't you haven't you gotten any more used to it with doing comedy? Like as a kid, I hated it so much. But now I have to listen to you know I listen to audio recordings regularly enough that I'm I guess I'm over it. No, I think the the earliest uh, memory I have of hearing myself is after having taped myself or seeing myself on a video and doing stand up. And uh, yeah, I, I remember just going, "What the fuck? That's what I sound like." Yeah. Did you ever try to change the way you sound? No, it's just it's one of those things. It's like uh, like I I used to think I was average height, mm. and then I joined the army, and I was like, oh, I'm short. Yeah, but it, it didn't go past that. I was like, wow, oh, you can't short. really yeah, 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 about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. They say if you eat broccoli and get good sleep as a kid, but oh maybe shit, maybe yeah, <laughs> no, I think there's more genetics. <laughs> than, yeah, I think there's broccoli. <laughs> I think that's like an in, maybe there's an inch of of leeway where if you eat enough broccoli and get good sleep and don't do drugs, I don't know. Maybe like a, a third of a centimeter is that worth added. an inch? What if you? I mean, what if we knew how to make your penis an inch bigger just by eating broccoli and sleep? Wouldn't everybody be doing that? Yes, that's absolutely. what parents should tell their sons <laughs> when they're kids. Hey, I don't know at what age you start you, becoming aware of like wanting a big penis. So, what age is that? Um, I don't think it's either till you till you start watching porn or again like when uh when I joined the army 
you know, you uh, when you join the army, you see your fair share of, of dick and balls. Yeah. And then you go, oh shit! Like not everybody is is the is same. As small as I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone is tiny. <laughs> not everyone is short and small. Penis. No, more than anything, you go, damn. There's some people out there with some fucking giant yeah. hogs. And then you go, ah, good for you, man. Yeah. But. You know, there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> you know, with great power comes great responsibility. I don't know if you want. <laughs> you got to hurt people. It's, uh, it's a rough life, I've heard. Um, well, so I would have thought that it would be by the time you were in the locker room in middle school or something and you're looking around. I would think that, like, competitiveness would start pretty early. But Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it just seems like the culture has so much messaging about having a big dick that I would think that by the time you were, like, 13... Well, now, now because because uh, of uh, you know because of the internet, it's so yeah. uh, accessible to younger people. Yeah, that just that conversation is accessible, yeah. and the pictures and yeah, 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 the moving pictures. Like uh, seeing porn, at, I would imagine seeing porn at such a young age, and you see these fucking dudes with these some, these massive fucking dicks, you you would probably start going like, God damn, like yeah, it doesn't look like. Like what I'm packing, <laughs> but there's so much porn on the internet where there's where they have like average or small penises too. Like I, I don't know if I, well, and I'm not. Maybe my idea of what's average is wrong because I see way more penises in porn than anywhere else. Yeah, you know, of course. And so maybe maybe what I think is small is actually is actually pretty average. Oh yeah, see yeah. But some of them just because c- compared to the big ones, I'm I'm looking a lot like why would you even get to be in porn? Like, come on, yeah, this yeah. is <laughs> ruining this for me. <laughs> Title, hot dog. I hate. That. I want to see something that's gonna cause some damage. Right. Like, what are we here for? What do we? But there's some people are into like humiliation of like, oh, you have a small penis. You're, you know, how pitiful. Some people like to be um, told how small their penis is. Oh I've shit! Heard that from sex work. See, people. I can imagine that, but I've just never personally uh, yeah. seen it on on porn where somebody likes to be told that they're fucking. Yeah, I haven't seen it on small. porn, but I do. That is something that's on my to do list is to start watching porn that I'm not into, <laughs> just out of curiosity to see what people are doing. You know, like there's so much weird shit out there, and I just keep watching my same. My same little niche, but you know, what are you gonna do? Well, see, I'm kind of a lame when it comes to to porn. Yeah. Uh, I, I've actually one of my favorite things to watch is uh, just love making ma- making love yeah. yeah which like when I listen to my my friend uh, uh, George talk about his what he watched he, he watches some weird crazy shit yeah and I go damn dude I, I can't uh, I mean, I could. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I can't unless they, you know, love each other. What's but the most disturbing thing you've ever gotten off to in porn? You don't really have to answer uh, that. I have to see. Well, that's uh, I could because it's not. Uh, it wouldn't crazy. be that uh, nothing crazy. Uh, but I can't. Uh, as of lately, as of past couple of years, that uh, all I've been watching is just regular. Uh, Man regular on man and woman yeah and when you but when you search for that what do you even type in uh honestly i look at uh front look at, page best hits no <laughs> no i look at the, the the ones that i used to watch when i was in uh when i was in the army oh. and uh the the girls i remember their uh, a lot of their names oh. so i try to look them up and see, you know, you know, like like looking up an old pal That's, on Facebook, seeing yeah. what they look like now, what they're up to. 
I guess, it, yeah, like, I guess I've heard guys do that. I've never, like, known anyone's name or ever typed that yeah, in. It's yeah. interesting. But maybe I should. Maybe it would be useful if I, you know, tried to figure out. I never even see their names, though, or I don't pick. Oh, no? Yeah, but, I mean, I have such weird storyline based needs that um sure it's not really about but <laughs> maybe there's people <laughs> maybe there's people who are doing the same storyline type stuff yeah, yeah i should yeah i should work on it because i waste a lot of time searching through stuff that i can't stand you know yeah well see you know why i re- remember because a lot of the times how I, my fantasy would be when i would watch in is i would pretend that uh what if if, if if she was like super good looking or just something attractive about her, I, I would imagine in my head, what if she was like my girlfriend or my yeah. wife? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like. I guess really, that's the idea. Or yeah, the original yeah, yeah. idea for porn. The original, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, what if everyone's that was doing me. that anymore, yeah. but um, that's really sweet. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> no one's ever said that about my porn usage. <laughs> it sounds really like pretty feminist, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty progressive of you. I feel like. I feel like you're going to get um, a new girlfriend after this show. Right? <laughs> hey, you know, if he sounds like a, a sexually progressive guy. All right. Um, hey, how old are you? I'm 33. Okay, really? I, I don't know what I would have guessed, but I think I thought you were younger, but I probably was just more afraid that you were younger because you know how it is. We were like, oh, God damn it. Oh, Another yeah, fucking yeah. 26-year-old who's just got all this shit. You're like, no, nah, I'm 33. That's, that's okay. I feel okay about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you being 33. Yeah. No, I've I've seen that uh, like uh, like there's some certain kids uh, that started off in San Antonio <laughs> where they were like 18 or, or 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 20. Yeah, and I started when I was 26. Okay, and then I would I would see them, and a lot of them quit for some reason or another. But I would I would think, damn, like that kid's already, you know. Like he's gonna he's gonna be amazing by the time he hits the age that I started at. Right. You know. Yeah, I know. It does make you wish you had started uh, earlier. Well, but I'm sure that you had life experiences. Sure. That yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, I, I, right. I couldn't imagine starting uh, at 18 or 20. I would have had nothing to say. I didn't become yeah. conscious till I was like 25 or something. Right. Right. Yeah. There's like a yeah. It's big. 23 is when I feel like I started to come online. Yeah. Where yeah, I was yeah. Like actually starting to look at the world around me and be like, oh. Oh yeah! Let me pay attention to this. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's I was, uh, you know, technically a smart kid growing up, but sure. I feel like all that all those years, I'm like, what the fuck was even happening in my brain? Yeah, yeah. But I think there's so much going on with childhood and like whatever's going on in your family and your religion and your mm-hmm. whatever that, yeah, you just don't know. No one tells you what this world is. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, especially when when you come up like I came up really religious, mm-hmm. so. It feels like for, for like the first 23, 24 years of my life, I was just basically doing what everybody else said to do or yeah. think, you know. And it, one day I, I'm visiting a, a friend in California, an old army buddy, and he said, I got, I got a present for you. And he just brings out this like black stuff in this little baggie, and it was like psilocybin extract. Oh. And I remember, I remember taking that and then seeing this beautiful shit and then being scared by the darkness of it all and then when i came to uh it's just something was different and then two months later i had to do stand-up for ah, some fucking reason so that was it that was when you were about 26 yeah uh, 25 26 yeah something like that oh there you go all right so the mushrooms got yeah, you online the mushroom. <laughs> i really am that corny story of like hey, everything became different afterwards that's you know that's how it, <laughs> that's how it happens and then you, you're in san antonio at this point yeah 
Um, and you were from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And so that you just started going to open mics? Yeah. Uh, yeah, around 20, 25, 26. 26, I think. I started going. And what was it like? I mean, at this point, did you just start going as often as you could? or Yes. Uh, after, which was how often? Uh, well, the only out open mics that I knew about for the first six months was the, the one at the Laugh Out Loud. Okay. And so I, I would go every single week. And I don't think I missed a single a single week till I moved here to Austin. Because uh, I started in 2010, moved to Austin in 2013, I think, late 2013. I didn't miss a single Tuesday uh, after after I first started. It was pretty... So you're going every... And were there any other things? So that's like three years where you're going to that mic. But anything else going on in San Antonio at the time? Uh, then I found out that there was another club mm-hmm. about six months in and that they did a open mic there on Saturdays around 5.30 mm-hmm. in the afternoon or 6, right before the, the main shows started. And it was out in the lobby in the, the mall. Uh, right, what's that one called? The River Center. It's called the River, River Center, Center Improv. Right. Yeah. Wait, you, uh, I it just been changed. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what is it now? It's the River Center Improv. It okay. used to be just the River Center Comedy Club. Oh, okay. Oh, the improv now. Is that just yeah, supposed yeah. to be like nicer sounding? Yeah, but it's it's the same it's the same club. It's okay. just got the name now. <laughs> okay. So and ba- and that's basically what you were doing then for, for those years is mm-hmm. going to those mics. I mean, were there shows at some point or did you start working at the club? Uh I did a uh a, I think about four or five months in, uh the manager at the at the Laugh Out Loud uh, put me in this uh, clean comedy competition that mm. uh, this guy, uh, this old school guy, did it. This comedy class, and then at the end of the class, he had all his uh, students do the 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 little competition. And the manager liked me so much, he said, "I can get you in this thing." And uh, I ended up uh, winning that. And the prize was to do a guest spot for Willie Barcena, like a few weeks later. Okay. Yeah, and that's the first time I actually went to the main stage of the of the comedy club. Okay. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. And then after that, did they just let you do guest spots sometimes? Uh, no. They they uh they started uh talking about booking me for to as a host mm-hmm. to open, and I didn't I didn't. They don't really like do guest spots unless you know like the oh, okay. the guy. And I, I really wasn't. Uh, I was still very introverted, which I, I still am. And I, I would never go up to the manager like, "Could I do a something?" I was too afraid. I was like, yeah. oh, "I don't want to ruin this thing. I just let it be." Yeah, I got the thing that I that I wanted, and then just take it steady. You know, see what people want me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't want any kind of don't want to put anyone in the position where they have to reject me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just whatever you guys more than bring anything, to was, my table. Yeah, more than anything, it was that I didn't want to. Uh, uh, you know be rejected i was like right i rather them ask me you know right well this comforts me because you seem to be doing well enough for yourself with that attitude and you know you started at 26 and i started at 27 and we're both like oh, oh shit I, I don't like rejection so i just want yeah yeah <laughs> please come to me if you want yeah something. yeah thank you yeah i'd rather do that <laughs> yeah well, okay so did anything like uh, before we get to moving to Austin in 2013, any other big things of note, things that were happening for you in San Antonio? Uh, around 2000, late 2012, uh, I went through a breakup mm-hmm. and I started doing drugs because I didn't know how to fucking handle it. Yeah. And I, I was, uh, I got like really heavy uh, into 
into doing drugs and then uh no it was early 2012 and then they they we we did the uh what do you call it uh the funniest in south texas yeah uh competition and i i just uh i ended up winning that but i think because i was uh because i was all coked up and drunk <laughs> and i just didn't care so i think what normally would have uh would have i would have frozen under the lights which i've done before yeah uh it didn't affect me so i just went up there uh you know half an eight ball and fucking you know six beers into it i yeah. went in there and uh i did i did great i advanced through the two rounds i, I won and i remember afterwards like they give you the big trophy and everything but i just threw it in the back of my car and i was like where are we where are we partying after this yeah and it was like jesus dude like <laughs> uh we don't we're all like hurt by the fact that we lost yeah. like and it made me see like an asshole like hey let's go let's celebrate go. my yeah. win but I was, like, just, I was gonna party yeah, no yeah. matter what yeah, exactly <laughs> i was gonna do it anyway so let's let's go out and uh, yeah. do some coke and just drink have a good time yeah <laughs> okay and so that's interesting that's so can you talk about some experiences where well i, I want to hear about you like ha having trouble under the lights like you said like in high pressure situations mm -hmm. but i guess i'm interested in how that relates to maybe your style and how it was developing in these first few years because um like are you were you very scripted in the beginning were you always as kind of conversational as you are now no no i, I used to do nothing but one-liners uh, okay <clears throat> yeah just li little short jokes non sequiturs stuff like that when did that change um I think right uh, right before I I moved here to Austin, okay. uh, yeah, and like uh, and then somewhere in 2013, I just uh, I wanted to write different stuff because you know I I was uh, I don't know I, I was uh, it was a, a weird feeling that I would get uh, where I was like this there's got to be something more to this than just it's going up there and reciting literally jokes. telling jokes yeah yeah literally telling jokes and i remember i was writing stuff that uh that i that i wasn't ready to perform mm -hmm. because i was still like i i used to just look at the ground and i didn't look at the audience and i used to just recite the jokes and then i would say the punchline and i would just sort of wait to see if if i could hear <laughs> laughter yeah and and yeah, so I got a lot of like uh, comparisons to like Mitch Hedberg, uh, but it was more uh, in my head. It was Rodney Dangerfield because that's the f after I bombed the first time, I went home crying and I bought a uh, a the Rodney Dangerfield album and I started writing everything every one of his jokes word for word. Interesting. And I would look at it and I go, why is this funny? Mm -hmm. Why is why is this certain phrase funny? And where where does it you know how do i break it down from you know like an essay you know the introduction the the body and the conclusion yeah and i started looking at, at stuff like that and so i started doing nothing but one-liners <clears throat> but i guess uh i was trying to be you know trying to be as creative as possible so they, they didn't sound like just something you would hear you know from the 70s or the 80s yeah so uh a lot of people was like you really like mitch hedberg and i was like yeah yeah, I, I like him. So everybody would kind of have this like, yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. And I would go, is that bad? But I, 
I don't know. I, I, I was doing uh, I was doing pretty well, and I was kind of getting also tired of that. And I was like, I know, I'm trying to do my own thing, you know. And then I started. Uh, once I was doing drugs, that's when I was starting uh, to do wild shit on stage, where I would do these act outs and uh, doing crazy stuff because I was just I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of when I started to branch off and and, and uh, started doing more conversational or, or just heavier stuff. Yeah, drugs can help you get there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's one of those things where <laughs> yeah. I feel like I you know it's hard to recommend to comics to do drugs um, <laughs> and go on stage because a lot of people do develop problems even if yeah, they don't yeah. realize it. Um, yeah. Just the time and the money that you lose to it, much less oh, yeah. the people who really develop problems. But but it can be something where just like with drinking, sometimes if you drink in order to dance because you're too uncomfortable to dance, yeah, yeah, yeah. it can be something where then you can start drinking a little less and still be comfortable dancing. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing on stage. Like if you want to get up there and be high enough to just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm drunk and I'm high <laughs> and I'm going to just do my, you know, you if you let yourself do that there, then you can start tapering those drugs away and maybe <laughs> still be able to do it. But, you know, a lot of people don't ever get that equation <laughs> just yeah. right. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> and I think it would be dangerous for somebody to start doing it just for that and be like, I'm going to have a plan and this is, yeah. I'm going to do this much. Well, maybe it's better to have a plan than to just be like, I'm just going to get fucked up and we'll see what happens. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe if you're like, you know what I'm going to do is, I mean, it's kind of how I am, you know, it's like, well, let's see what happens if I take shrooms at <laughs> one o'clock and I'm going to go on stage at nine. So by the time I'm on stage, it'll be like, I'll come around the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll still be in maybe that good place. And yeah. then and then we'll try that. And then, you know, well, you know, I'm very... Well, that's that's different. Well, the, those d- drugs like uh, like mushrooms or or, or just uh, marijuana that's right, different. That's different than yeah. yeah. But when you like been uh, freebasing coke for yeah. the past uh, two days without sleeping, you're like, oh, I guess I got to go on stage now. It's yeah, that's totally- a, that's not a plan. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's not, not a plan. <laughs> but I could see me being like, you know what? I've never done coke before. Going on- well, Katie's gonna hate her. No, I mean, I don't. I really don't like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend going that path. <laughs> yeah. I, well, the other thing, the, the problem too, with the well, the ones that are harder like that, that are less like, not only gentle, but with shrooms, it's a whole thing to do shrooms. It's not like the kind of thing where you're yeah. like, I'm gonna party every day on this. But with with the harder drugs, then if you take it and you're like, I loved the way I was on stage. Yeah. Now it's going to be harder for you to be like, oh, now I got to go up sober tomorrow. Yeah. When yeah, I just yeah. killed it. And then you get up and you're like, even, even if you do great, it's not going to feel as good as yeah, doing yeah. well on Coke. <laughs> so like, it's just a bad path to go down just because you have to think about your future happiness. Like, yeah. How's it, you know, how's it going to affect what it feels like to be alive? That's why you shouldn't do heroin, right? It's like, that's, yeah. that's going to feel so amazing that the, <laughs> rest of your life is going to feel a little shittier in comparison yeah. where you're like well I remember how good heroin felt like and now I'm not feeling that way like no yeah and I got to a point with uh, with drinking uh, that at, fir- at first because I used to black out and uh, the f- I remember the first times that I went out of town it was like to Corpus and we mm-hmm. do the little club they had down there which is like the back of a bar and I remember like a couple of times I would I would I'd be like, oh, dude, this next show is gonna be is gonna be awesome, and they go, well, why? And I go, cause I'm like on on my on my like 
seventh Jack and Coke. Yeah. And I don't think That's I'm going to remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to remember. And yeah, sure enough, I would wake up uh, the next uh, day and then I would see the guys at, uh, in San Antonio. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that was fucking weird. I don't remember the last show or how I got home. Yeah. And then I would see the guys uh, at the uh, at the open mic and they'd be like, dude, you fucking murdered. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> and you said this and that. And I was like, I, I don't remember that. <clears throat> and then it gets to the point where they go, dude, you were hor- what the fuck did you do? It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. And you go, oh, dude, I was drunk. Yeah. So yeah, that's when you it starts take getting the bad. Yeah. Wins and the losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably the blackout thing. And let's just like officially not recommend that to mm-hmm. comics. Just try <laughs> try to keep it to six Jack and Cokes or whatever you're. <laughs> even you're even if you're experimenting with drunken comedy, like don't black out and if you do black out try to get yourself in the habit of you know doing the voice memo uh recording and just force yourself (laughs) to see what that sounded like the next day okay so when what prompted you to move to austin in 2013 because i i wanted to uh i had enough material where i could uh where i could feature Mm -hmm. and i wanted to i just started emailing clubs in texas and i i remember emailing uh cap city Mm uh and I the the owner uh, Margie mm-hmm. she emailed me back and all she wrote back was my suggestion is move to Austin mm-hmm. and I kind of I kind of took that as a uh, yeah whatever kid and part of me was like I'll show you I'll yeah. move to Austin <laughs> <laughs> and I did like six months later I it's moved like to- not even reverse psychology she just she just yeah. told you to do that yeah you, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and I did and uh, yeah I took the uh, a couple of uh, a couple of years to two years, which is how long I was here, mm-hmm. and and then I uh, when I, when I moved back, I was already um, I was already uh, st- I hosted uh, in Cap City, and I got in, and a little bit while later, uh, I started featuring. Okay, so and how uh, you so you work at the club with some regularity, right? Mm-hmm. How often would you say you work at Cap? I like twice a year. Two, twice three a, year, times a year. Doing get, get, doing featuring and stuff. Featuring, yeah. I headlined yeah. Uh, earlier this year. Uh, it, it, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I can't. I, go, I would really like to be going to Cap more often and watching the shows. Do you uh, do you go to shows that you're not on um, at Cap or or in San Antonio and stuff? Uh, only if my friends are uh, are hosting or featuring or, yeah. or or even headlining one uh, like a day like a Wednesday or something like that. I'll I'll go uh, I'll go and hang out just to see them. Yeah. Uh, and if they they tell me like, "Oh, the, you check out the headliner. He's really good." I'll yeah. Uh, I'll I'll sit down and watch it, but for the most part, it's uh, to hang out with my my friends. Yeah, yeah. When I first started, I used to go. Once I got the okay, hey, if you ever want to come here on a like a Thursday or you know mm-hmm. an off night, you can you know just talk to Jeff, the manager, and he'll let you in. I used to go, uh, you know, at least twice a month mm-hmm. and go catch a show. But that's when I like you know within two years in yeah and i found out it was kind of like a treat like wait i could i'm a comedian now like yeah you know which is really like, yeah which is like an open mic really right well, let's, hey, yeah because you just run out of time i don't know yeah i would i would like to try to find more time for that you know like we've got some crazy interesting people coming up at cap soon yeah um okay so and you're in austin from 2013 to 2015 and 
what else? Because I oh, sometimes I have to start working backwards because I don't know as much about your life as I would like to. Um, sure. Do you do you currently have a day job? No. Uh, how long ago did you get rid of that? Uh, I think it was uh, 2015. Uh, I started using the uh, the the GI Bill mm-hmm. that I had, and the post 9/11 GI Bill has it fixed so that they pay for your school and they give you an allowance for housing. Yeah. So I started using that, and my job was basically to go to school and mm-hmm. pass my classes so I can keep getting the the money. And then uh, they, uh, I had to go see the the the, the VA uh, doctors because I, I was diagnosed with uh, PTSD and stuff like that. So they 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 wanted to do an evaluation to see how much money I was supposed to be getting as compensation. Oh. And uh, they ended up uh, giving me enough money where if I just, I could probably live by myself in the most meager conditions possible, but I could, I wouldn't have to work. Yeah. So that plus doing uh, one-nighters here and there, yeah, it allows me to just not, uh, not have to work. And when I moved back to San Antonio, I moved in with my, with my, with my parents because I knew that I was going to be leaving to New York uh this october in a couple of uh oh you're moving to new york yeah i'm moving to new york middle to late october oh yeah october's just a few weeks away oh Mm -hmm. crazy uh i mean that's that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. for you um yeah you know and it's it's hard for me to even know like you know what other questions to ask about how you got there because you know we only have so much time and i we'll have to we'll have to talk more about it but i don't like I just remember when I moved here in 2015, at whatever point that I first saw you, um, you know, or we were, some, were on some show or mic together, I remember that, the, like, the way people used your name was with reverence. It was like, it was oh, like shit. a, it, well, just, you know, it's like, oh, he's, you know, like, oh, you should watch this guy or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah. in this kind of way of like, ooh. And so I was like, okay. And, and as I've watched you, like, it's, I've been trying to kind of figure out what it is that's so, um, like different about your stage presence and and I've seen this happen a number of times but the other day at Buzzmill it was like very clear dynamic that was happening and for any listeners who aren't in Austin Buzzmill is a show that happens outside every week here at nine at the Buzzmill and it's a free comedy show that's like there's in the in front of the comic there's a kind of audience area and that's now not really closed off but they've got some like it used to be a very open format now there's little walls that kind of... It's like a little section. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that happens at Buzzmill is that you, like, different comics get different amounts. Like, some people just wind up kind of playing to that little audience section. Yeah. And, like, you've got their attention and you can kind of have a good show with them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, sometimes, like, that's the thing to me is to watch, like, who gets the crowd to like you know the crowd behind that area and the crowd like deep stage left to to come in and you're someone who not just in that situation but a lot of situations like however the crowd's been they just stop what they're doing and turn in and what i noticed about you is that like there's comics who do that because they get out there and they're like hey you know there's comics who just you know 
whatever it is about their personality, like that, the, but they're grabbing the attention. Whereas mm-hmm. it seems like you get up there with confidence and just this poise and just this like self assuredness where you just start doing your thing. It's not particularly loud, yeah. and you just start telling jokes, and you know you're talking, and it's you're present, and it's funny, and you're not. You don't seem like desperate in any way, and so I think that as it's just this natural thing where those people are laughing and and the people can hear that those people are laughing yeah, and then yeah, it yeah. like it just starts building and so it got to the point where just the entire place was quiet and watch well you know laughing but also yeah, like yeah. paying attention and just hanging on your every word honestly and that's something that i've noticed that you are able to do like pretty regularly and it just seems like you're so in your voice and and like not afraid you know to do your thing that people really respond to that yeah i i, I think it's actually uh the opposite because i i remember when i when i started like that night you're talking about that section that's that sectioned off kind of mm-hmm. they're paying attention because they psychologically like we're in the comedy section right and the people there are more out in the uh, outer part out, outer ring of it it kind of gives him permission to just not have to pay attention because they're like, well, we're not really in the thing. Right. Uh, but in my head, I'm screaming like, you motherfuckers talking right now? But I'm trying to keep myself uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, composed. Yeah. But in my head, I'm screaming like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. These people are, li- and I appreciate them, but I don't want, I want the whole thing. And I think what, uh, what helps is when I write about thing. It I, it has to do with the jokes because I if, I think if I had kept going with these little short yeah uh, jokes, everybody can just go oh yeah it's funny funny thing. But when you introduce something that makes people like oh shit yeah you know it's, what, what it's the fuck? so personal like your yeah. material is so personal and vulnerable and you like kind of admit things like darker things about yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll even bring up topics that you know people aren't sure we're all going to be on the same page about yeah, yeah, yeah. and get along and that gets people it's like that's when they're hanging on your word because i think a lot of times people are afraid of doing um controversial material and a lot of times they should be but because mm-hmm. you are so just like you know your perspective and you have you trust that your perspective is legitimate yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. funny you know um but how like how did you i mean i feel like you must recognize that that is your style right yeah, I mean to 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 a certain extent I also I also recognize that I that uh that I don't look like somebody that said that would say the things I say. Yeah. Cuz I I've I've when I first started uh, I would go to shows and uh the people didn't believe that I was going to be funny for whatever reason uh and where to the point where afterwards if I, I did really well a lot of people would come up to me like yeah, dude, uh, I gotta be honest with you. I didn't think you were going to be funny at all. And <laughs> certainly not in the way that you were. And it's, I don't think it's, uh, uh, I hate when people try to automatically bring in race into it or yeah. like, oh, he's going to do this Mexican style of, of whatever, yeah. whatever that fuck that means. Uh, but it, it's, it's something about the, the way I carry myself, the way I, the way I dress. Cause I, I dress like, you know, I might, you know, I I might just start building a roof at some point, yeah. you know, so, and I, and I just have a, a hat and shit, but 
I think that I, I've embraced the fact that there is a certain shock value to looking the way I look and then talking about things like immigration, you know, and not taking the side of, you know, of fuck Trump because yeah. blah, 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 you know. Not I, not liberal pandering. Yeah, yeah. Liberal yeah. pandering is what, yeah. yeah. And because, number one, I, I don't uh, identify with either uh, liberals or conservatives. Right. And uh, I think that kind of gives me a... Uh, it's it's not uh, it's not a phony being in the it's middle. It's not a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's just where I happen to 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 fall in. So if if I trust that, I know that no matter which kind of audience I I'm going to be in front of, there's going to be some people that's not going to agree with me, and some people that are going to go, I don't agree with him, but that was kind of funny. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I think that that's um I I think I mean that's something that people are obviously really responding to, and that it's yeah maybe it's just fortunate to be somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if people. If there are people who are afraid of exploring that because they think that they have to be straight down the party line on some things, sure. it's like, well, people are really, people are really interested, I think, in hearing ideas that are a little bit different from either their own or what they think is the established idea. And I mm-hmm. think, and then if you bring up a topic, especially, I mean, because I have the same thing. I mean, being a woman, a lesbian, you know, there's certain expectations, and then sure. getting to play with those, yeah, 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 is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So much fun to the point where sometimes I forget, like, you know, that people even have those. You know, like, sure, yeah. Even like I have a lip ring, and I forget that that's there <laughs> until some three year old points and they're like, "Mommy, she has a what's that on her face?" You know, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It's it's so funny to think about the way that people see us when we first walk on stage. I took a comedy class when I started and like this, we did this exercise where everyone took turns going on stage and then everyone else in the class just had to throw out like their first thoughts and assumptions about the person, mm-hmm. which was, oh, shit. It, it was very, I think <laughs> yeah. like I would love to do like a workshop with, if people wanted to do it work, yeah. but where we did that, yeah. um, it's harder cause it would probably be a lot of people who already knew each other, but but like there was something so fun about that and one of the funniest things was that no one called out lesbian with me you know like <laughs> no one called out black for the black people like yeah, oh come yeah, on yeah. you're gonna sit there and be like I think you talk through a scarf when you're walking alone or uh, like yeah, I yeah. think that you're into comic books <laughs> and it's like okay but I don't know it's that that thing of how people experience you when you first get on when they what what their expectations are and then getting to kind of not even defy them, but just be like, no, I'm sure. a complicated person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. like, let's talk about things in a nuanced, complicated, interesting way. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. No, I, I, I certainly feel that way. That's, uh, that's, I actually, I, I like that. The, uh, the fact that I can, uh, people, I, I can start just saying jokey jokes and all of a sudden, all of a sudden now they don't like me because I just introduced the topic. Yeah. And and everybody goes quiet, and you could you could feel it where they're like, please, I already like you. Please don't say something that's gonna yeah. make me not like you. And uh, I liked that the you could use that fear against them because yeah. now uh, y- your punchlines can be even more hidden because they're, they're fogged by the fear that you might say <laughs> a certain thing. So you threw you already threw all this the smoke in smoke, front of them. Yeah, you hit them yeah. on the side <clears throat> of the head now. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I, I like that the 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 fact that people will assume things, not even just by your looks, but by the way you started off. Yeah. You know, it's like if you start off really quiet, you know, and not very unassuming, yeah. and all of a sudden you're losing your fucking mind because you're into this joke where 
you're 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 pretending to have been uh, wronged or, or or you were wronged and 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 you're making a big deal out of nothing yeah and now now you're screaming in, in the stage and they're going like what the fuck just happened you know yeah. it, it has a, a a a really cool element to to being able to perform yeah i started thinking of comedy as like very analogous to you know like a boxing or or some kind of fighting match mm-hmm. and and yeah there's just all these tricks and you can start off whatever i mean i watched that one between the two i can't even remember their names anymore but it was very cool the ufc and the boxing guy oh yeah the mcgregor mayweather McGregor oh, yeah. and um yeah so mayweather must okay mcgregor's obviously the irish one right yeah so mayweather like you know that thing where you're he's reserving his his power just like okay let's yeah, see what you're yeah, about yeah. let's let you tie yourself out <laughs> yeah. that reminds me of what you're saying like you started out a little quiet and like yeah, yeah. like let them build up their assumptions and now you yeah just come yeah in. you just sort of pat their gloves as they're yeah, covering tap, just tap. to let them know that you're there and they're <laughs> like oh. <laughs> where's this guy going yeah, oh. yeah you're filling out the range you know like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh that's fun okay so how did you is that a style though because you used to do one liners mm-hmm. and i mean how did, how long did it take you or it, were there steps that you purposely took like to find your voice that way your voice and your style um no i mean it's just from uh, trying different uh different approaches to it because i i honestly feel like i'm <clears throat> like in 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 regular life i'm not i'm not that funny uh but i yeah I, we I, have another thing in common i do <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like we have our moments. You gotta yeah, be on. Yeah. You gotta be in a right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And but what I I do have is, is I I try to learn a lot from uh from what other people do. What 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 I do. Like one of the things that I do after a set, whether I bomb or I did great, is I'll go outside to smoke a cigarette, and I'll I'll just sit there, and I'll I don't record my sets. But I, I have to go outside immediately and I play it back in, in my head what happened. and I'll, I'll hear it the way I'm, the, the way I said it. And uh, sometimes I can tell my, my lips are moving because I'm saying it again the way I said it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm going, okay, why did that work? Or why didn't that work? And then you go, because it's a shitty joke, dude. Just just admit to it. It's not well written. You you, uh, you need to go back to the drawing board. You got lucky that first time because it was the first time you said it, blah, blah, blah. And that's how I, I edit. I'm um, I'm just a good editor, you know. Yeah. I'm not a, not a, not that good of a writer. Well, I think that's an, a great point because I, I, I think I'm the same. And I like editing stuff. And in fact, you know, that's... Um, with this podcast, it's hard. It's so vulnerable. We're not editing out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's good. You got to be good at editing. I mean, there are people who are just great at you know. And I think of this as I have an image of like someone who's just drunk and charismatic and gets up on stage right. and just can be. But for a lot of us, it's like, yeah, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to curate the best of hits yeah, of yeah. what I have said, mm-hmm. you know, and to, and to myself or to friends or on stage. Now I'm I got to edit it all together and get rid of a lot of crap. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And I think that's interesting, like, because I would encourage people always to record all their sets Mm -hmm. um, just as a default recommendation. But I think that it's almost, it strikes me as uh, cooler, for sure, to not record your sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go, but, but that... It's almost like how we used to have phone numbers memorized, and now we don't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we can't even remember anything. And I think that... If you're recording your sets and then that allows you to not think about them because you're like, I recorded it, maybe I'll listen to it later. Now I'm going to go uh, just drink and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if you're, um, 
so so not recording it forces you to be like no i'm gonna go take this time right now the cigarette gives me i got five minutes to like contemplate meditate yeah on what just happened and so whether you're recording or not i think just that seems like a really healthy good practice to sure yeah yeah to do right then and especially because what what however it went you don't usually you're not really great with people right after your set yeah yeah one isn't you know really great like either you're going to be insufferable because you did well or insufferable because you didn't you know yeah yeah. (laughs) or like if you did medium and people are like good set you're like that's not good enough to say that touch me (laughs) 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 okay well okay i wish we had like a longer amount of time today but we have Mm to um we'll have to have you back I've said this to everyone but it's hard because I want to do all this bio stuff initially but then um, so the next time you come back we'll have more time yeah of course but um, what so you're moving to New York in a few mm-hmm. weeks and uh, are you going to have to get a day job at that point mm, I don't know but uh, if I do I actually uh, I'm, I'm actually welcoming it because uh, I'm going to be in a place where uh, I don't know that many people I know yeah. a couple of people but uh, as as it is uh, in San Antonio, where I have a, a lot of uh, comic friends, and uh, I I hardly interact with people. I spend most of the day at home, either wasting time or writing. And at night, that's when I go talk to the comics, you know, or hang out with uh, comedian friends. So uh, I've I've gotten days where I don't talk to people at all yeah until and eight. you start losing your fucking mind yeah so I go, if i'm up there and i have to work uh at least uh i know that i'll be i'll have my mind busy yeah for, for a little bit so uh I, I might have to uh more than likely but uh it it uh yeah i'm actually looking forward to to that that's a good attitude to have Mm-mm. um and so do you have let's talk about both long-term and short-term goals whatever it makes sense to talk about first mm-hmm. but is there well, is there a career, like if, if you could choose what your career would basically <clears throat> look like, do you know what that would be? Just uh, tour, uh, touring the country at comedy clubs uh, and not having to uh, book my own stuff. Just yeah. having representation is the is the only thing I'm, I'm going up there for. Just somebody that thinks I'm funny, that's why they're uh, booking me in different clubs uh, all over the country. That's really the... Making a living off of uh, off of stand up is is the only goal I've I've ever had. Anything uh, anything uh, above that is, uh, is a plus, and anything below that is unacceptable. Yes, oh, that's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. And do, do you know what your next steps are going to be, um, other than moving to New York? But what, what kind of shorter term goals you're going to have in order to try to get representation? Uh no I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing that I did in San Antonio and Austin just uh you know don't uh, don't force it mm-hmm. you know don't you I don't I don't I I shouldn't have to force it uh, and and if it feels like I'm having to talk to people or like can you put me on this? it's because I'm being lazy and I'm not writing to my full potential mm-hmm. but other than that I I feel like uh you know just do it the old school fashion is is work your way up the up the ladder people start hearing your name blah blah this is how it happened in san antonio is how it happened here in austin and eventually other people are going to hear about you word of mouth if you're doing the right thing you have the be undeniable field of thought here yeah yeah if you're doing the right thing it's it's going to happen yeah well and well that's just a just a technical point that i don't know like does it if you're in new york Mm -hmm. um 
and you're just killing it around town and getting booked on stuff and naturally like working way up in that scene is it the case that people do just are looking for like there's enough scouts there who mm-hmm. are actually going to be like interested in just approaching you and saying hey i'd like to represent you i think you're sure yeah yeah i, I mean I, I would imagine because uh that's how so many people have done it in the years before yeah uh so i'm i'm uh i'm, I'm you know that is where the industry is and if people if managers at clubs eventually hear you in here in texas and they start booking you there's no reason why uh, you shouldn't be able to do that uh up there yeah you know cool man it seems like i'm i feel like i'm envious of your straightforward uh approach just the clarity of mind of like yeah i'm just gonna continue to be good and keep getting better and kill <laughs> it and then someone's gonna approach it. i mean hopefully that's true i really I really hope it's just as simple as it works. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard uh, other uh, other way. When I first moved to Austin, it's like you're gonna you're gonna want to talk to this guy. You're gonna gonna hang out at this place and blah uh, blah blah. And more than anything, the reason I adopted that philosophy is because I'm lazy and I'm very introverted. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not gonna put myself in a position where I have to be someone that I'm not. Right. Because then I'm gonna get embarrassed, and I'd rather struggle for longer than I should. Yes. Than put myself in a position where I'm gonna embarrass myself. Yeah, I think that's my. You know, that's <laughs> what I'm going for too. Yeah, so yeah. I'm hoping that really works. Yeah, because I think what you said about you know not having to book yourself—that's mm-hmm. something that I realize. Like, yeah, in terms of that comedy career goal, like you said, anything less than that's unacceptable. I don't yeah. want to be doing all of that work and all of the interpersonal work that yeah, that yeah, entails. Yeah. I just I don't want to have to do that because I don't that's not how I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. And so if I can get to the point where, yeah, like I get to do comedy and I don't have to do all this fucking yeah, paperwork yeah. and, yeah. and pe- <laughs> paper and people work, you know? Right. That's yeah. it. That's it. Okay. So what is the best advice that anyone ever has given you about comedy? About comedy itself or comedy careers? Um, I think, uh, I forgot... I don't know if it was the best advice, but something that uh, put me at ease is not panicking on stage. I remember the the first guy that I ever hosted, uh, the first hosting gig I ever got was at River Center. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up there and I was I was doing my jokes as a host right up, uh, up front. And I remember the crowd not responding as, as well as I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. They would just like kind of giggle or whatever. Yeah. And afterwards, I, I introduced the feature and I got off stage and I'm just beating myself up. I'm at the bar just going like, man, like I, I hate that, blah, blah, blah. And the 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 headliner, I think his name was Chris Strait or something like that. He, he comes up and he's like, you all right, man? I go, yeah, dude, I, I bombed. And he goes, you, you didn't bomb? What are you talking about? And I go, yeah, but you know, the, the crowd, blah, blah, blah. He goes, dude, you have to understand, they, they liked you. Yeah. Like they, some, some, they weren't laughing because maybe you, either the jokes weren't that strong because you've just been doing it for this amount of time or, or you know, you just, you got nervous. They're not what, warmed up yet. Yeah. yeah. You got, and, and he goes, you have to understand, sometimes they, they'll, they're going to like you. They're just not going to laugh. Yeah, and I remember it happened again at some other point in the week. But I looked at the audience. I, like like I said, I didn't used to look at the audience. I used to look over their heads or down. Yeah, and I 
looked at the audience and I could remember some of them having like a like a open mouth smile kind of like looking at me like okay keep keep going I, we, we like you it's, it's not making me laugh out loud but we don't hate you you know yeah. just kind of keep and that's going. all we're going for really is just yeah, for yeah, people yeah. to like us or at least for you know to the whatever position you're in there's certain things that are acceptable yeah you know like uh uh, once, obviously, if you're featuring or, or if you're headlining, it'd that, be good if they laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually, and actually, you shouldn't just get smiles. Yeah, you know, you not, should be working harder. You but, are bombing at that. Yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. But for a host, it's like, dude, you you've been doing this for a year. Yeah, you know, you're it, take it easy. It's gonna come when it when it comes. Right. Know? Yeah, and if people are listening to you and smiling, like mm-hmm. you're doing a lot better than uh, than a lot of people. Um. Okay, and what if you could go back and tell your? You've been doing comedy for seven years now. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to yourself when you were in your first or second year and give yourself a piece of advice, what would that be? Uh, I don't know because I feel like if I, I'd I'd be too afraid to give me some well-intentioned advice right. that would make me a different person. It's like in Back to the Future. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. Are we, are we gonna <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if I to tell me, dude, please don't do drugs because you're going to ruin an entire year of of writing right. because you're going to be too busy. Your comedy is going to get in the way of your drug use. I feel like maybe if I do that, yeah, I'll start. Maybe I, I would get that year back and be more ahead, a year ahead of where I am. But maybe there wouldn't be... Like like me and my friends call it, your set might not have these fangs to it. Yeah, it's like sometimes you're working on your writing, sometimes you're working on your stage presence. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you, yeah, your style and your stage presence, you weren't wasting a year. Yeah, that's like when you said earlier, you know, you spend a lot of time at home writing or wasting time. Like when you say wasting time, I hear like, okay, you're taking in your read, you know, thing, you're reading or you're watching TV yeah. or you're meditating or you're, you know, like mm-hmm. all that that time is when your brain is percolating. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and getting stuff so there you know I mean I guess there is wasted time there are definitely people who waste time really oh, I absolutely legitimately waste time sometimes yeah <laughs> where I go damn I'm I should have used those five hours to 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 write or yeah. do do something with you know do laundry or something yeah I think a social media is probably the biggest place where you're probably actually wasting time a lot of the time yeah when, yeah. when, <laughs> when you're on there because it's just like ugh, mind-numbingly well YouTube YouTube uh, I've started the past year I've, I've just been I'll get on it and it's got all these recommended things for that I've already looked up and I'm like ah uh, let me look some more of that up and it's just before you know it like three and a half hours are gone see I don't think I spend enough time on YouTube rabbit holes like that I feel like that's that's like on my to-do list is, <laughs> you know, watch weird random things, I, yeah. you know, because I don't do that nearly enough. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> the grass is always more productive on the other side. <laughs> uh, and if you could tell new comics, um, you know, people who are still uh, at open mics or, mm-hmm. or, or in their first couple of years, something that you're... Well, it depends on how your temperament is. Some, we can say something that you're tired of seeing them do, or you can say something that you would like to tell them, hey, you should do this or try this out. Uh, no, I mean, not really. I mean, it's, it's just the, the regular uh, hack advice that uh, that a lot of people do. Like, don't don't tell me about this new bit that you have. Oh, you mean in person? Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, Oh, dude, I've been I've been doing this thing, uh, mm-hmm. and it goes like this. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's like dude I'm, I'm not an audience i'm not gonna even if i think it's funny i'm not gonna laugh i'm just gonna go that's funny yeah yeah i'm not sure what people are trying to get by telling another comic about that it's like also i don't want to burn an audience member like you're gonna be in the yeah. audience sometime <laughs> yeah. i'd rather you like i get your laughter from stage yeah, yeah. than a smile off stage that's awkward yeah you know? yeah. yeah and also uh to, to i would i would I would search deep within yourself to see, do I really love doing comedy or do mm. I love the idea of being a comic? Because yes. I, I remember seeing some people, they'll go, they'll do the same set they've been doing for the past six months mm. and then go hang out with the comics and try to talk shop. Yeah. And they, and I, I won't say anything because you never know. This kid might figure it out yeah. uh, in a year and then he's just unstoppable. Right. But... I always just kind of like, <laughs> I think to myself like, why are you guys talking about writing where I've heard all of you say the same set the past six yeah. months in a row, you know? <laughs> but uh, other than that, it's it's you, you got to figure out are, are, are you are you do you do you love the idea of being a comic, which right. is go on stage and then drink with your friends, right? Your social club and get to talk shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like, uh, or or do you love like I I love half of half of the the love that i have for comedy is sitting at home the going writing. like yeah, yeah where i go and then if i say this yeah you know, rubbing <laughs> my chin like yes. you know, when you make yourself <laughs> yeah, laugh yeah, and yeah. you're like so excited to say something yeah, yeah. that is the best <laughs> <laughs> i miss like i feel like i wish i still laughed on stage more like i only will ever laugh at my own jokes usually if it's like the first maybe second time i'm ever telling it yeah yeah and i wish i was one of those you know those comics who like do you giggle a little bit at your stuff sometimes actually. yeah 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 i wish i like knew half how the, to well half the time uh i giggle if it's if it's uh if it's bombing yeah i think to myself oh. like oh this is not what this you thought like, was gonna <laughs> happen so i go like oh shit i feel like it helps sometimes though when the audience if you if they see you laughing in an uncomfortable set like that then they yeah. can kind of be comfortable again you're not making them feel like it's sure your suicide is all on them you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we better chuckle or else <laughs> um okay and if you could so you've been back and forth between the austin and san antonio scenes mm -hmm. um and so we'll kind of open this up for both scenes if you could change anything about the san antonio scene what would that be like you could do change anything like as if you had a magic wand <clears throat> um and if you want to answer that for for austin you can too um yeah, I mean, in San Antonio, I I wish we had like a a, a spot like a, like here at Mugshots, hmm. where you know, like almost every Friday and Saturday, if you don't have a show and you want to go hang out with the comics, you go to you go to Mugshot yeah. and you you just hang out, and that's I think that's really really healthy. I wish we had that in in uh, in San Antonio because th there is like a a place that we go to sometimes, but it's usually just guys that started off around the same time that i did mm -hmm. and the younger guys just do uh, other stuff and i feel like here in austin uh mug shots is you you see everybody. like guys that have been doing it for forever and guys that just started and mm -hmm. it's really cool to see everybody around like that and could y'all not just invite the younger comics to the hang yeah but it's it's different uh it's like they already have their thing like oh we oh me and uh so-and-so are gonna go do do this other open mic and we just go that's a shitty one yeah, uh, we're not gonna we're all good yeah. drink and talk. but it's they got that hunger you know which yeah. is, is healthy and it's cool and now it's counterproductive in Austin I wish people were more like um, 
more uh, honest about how somebody did on stage. Mm. Like, uh, I'd rather you not come up to me and go, good set. Yeah. Uh, then come up to me and go like, hey, dude, good, good, good set. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going like, it wasn't. It wasn't up to. Yeah. yeah it wasn't good at all. You know, or uh, the the s- signature laugh uh, <laughs> that some people have. Like I'm a comic who, like, if you hear my laugh, you're gonna know that I. Yeah. I like your stuff. Uh, and some people it's just their <laughs> laugh because I know there was a guy in San Antonio yeah. who had a, a laugh and it was uh, really loud yeah and and you would go oh yeah he yeah I can hear you bro and yeah. you're the only one laughing and it makes it worse for me yeah and uh, where you would have to go on stage because we would be a little bit meaner over there yeah and we would go, shut up yeah. you know blah 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 stop that joke wasn't funny you idiot <laughs> and also you know we'd, we'd light each other if you were like a minute in and you were bombing, <laughs> like the guys would go in the back and they like wave the the phone at you, yeah. and you just have to sit there like, oh, everybody, my friends hate my set right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we. I think we could be a little bit tougher. It's part of our culture here to be, to be very supportive. But sure, yeah, yeah, there's a there's well, there has a to line. be love behind it, right? There needs yeah. to be love behind it, and that's the thing. I think that's that's what it betrays is that we don't trust each other to have the love behind it yeah, when yeah. we're unwilling to be honest and to yeah, be a little bit to to rag on each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what it really betrays is that we it's a it's a culture of fear and not love when we're unwhelling to be like, hey man, that fucking sucks. what the fuck was that what about? Was that yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that means we don't trust you to understand that you had a bad set and that you, and that we don't trust that you're going to get better like if you if you respect someone as being capable and intelligent and funny then you can tell them you can admit that they had a bad set but if you are kind of like well this guy's never gonna get it anyway then you yeah, don't yeah. respect them enough to, yeah you know. yeah so. and I've, I've had that with friends just in the past week where i i said a joke it bombed and i'm sitting outside and my friend goes up to me goes like you know you don't really need that last part yeah and i just go Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I think that we, uh, I mean, I, I like to talk to people about their stuff sometimes, but it's hard because you never know when someone's going to be like, take it back. Oh, yeah, yeah. whatever. I, I, yeah, I, you know, like, yeah, some oh, people, well, that's, that's also uh, a, 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 a bad, you, you also got to know who to approach right. that way, you know, because some people are not going to uh, take it right. Also, I wish people were nicer in San Antonio sometimes. <laughs> it's like, let's not go let's, too let's, heavy. Let's, yeah, the can pendulum you, can come slightly. Can you not light me 30 seconds into my set? Get chance. <laughs> I'm doing art. I need... <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. No, I think those are both, um, I, you know, those maybe some of the best answers we've ever had to that question. <laughs> um, and then we are doing comedy endorsements, and I feel like an asshole because I forgot to um, come up with one beforehand it can be anything it could be a, a an album or a special or just a movie or a youtube video or you know a podcast oh man yeah whoever thinks of one first gets to go first basically uh, between me uh Stu- uh stuart lee uh album uh 41st best stand-up ever uh from the people that i've told a lot of uh, my friends have gone eh you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know why. I, I love it. It's one of the sharpest. He's a, uh, a guy from the UK. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the sharpest uh, uh, writing I've ever heard. And some of it you can kind of get lost in the in, in their culture, uh, mm-hmm. the, the just the difference. 
and the, the references and you go i don't even know what the fuck that yeah. that's about but i'm gonna follow along as much as i can uh, but Stuart Stuart lee definitely uh 41st best stand-up ever is the name of the album and uh, he's also got other stuff uh, from when he was younger on on youtube i guess but i would mm -hmm. definitely uh check that out it's it's so it's, it's different very very dry mm -hmm. uh but very sharp i think cool no i haven't ever heard of him i'm gonna check him out awesome mm -hmm. that's his, like this is now the only comedy that i get around to is whatever gets endorsed on this show oh yeah but i actually do it and so it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's working pretty well um and in fact i this might have been endorsed on this show because if i listened to it that could have been where it came from but the album that i finished this week was nate bargatz's yelled at by a clown album oh it's yeah so yeah good Be yeah beautiful writing it's, on that one he's like i do this thing on spotify where if i particularly liked a track from an album I'll mm -hmm. throw it into like my favorite list I don't know what I'm gonna do with it one day it's just just there I just yeah, want yeah, it yeah. I'm probably just listen to it on shovel at some point um, but usually albums that I'm listening to get zero to maybe two tracks that I'll put in there mm -hmm. a lot of times there's like one where I'm like okay that's the one I'll save and yeah. his I was just like man there's so many of these I could be like <laughs> I want to save you know half yeah, of yeah. it so it was really good um, and then Let's just go straight into our uh, promotional time. So I'll, I'll give you a little time to do this. We're going to promote this. This episode will be coming out on September 14th, um, Thursday. So if you want to promote anything in that following week or anything upcoming that um, is cool and also, you know, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, whatever you got. But I'll go first so that you have time to okay, think about it. Yeah. Um, so on Thursday, the 14th today, if you're listening to this, uh, when it comes out, I'm going to be on the Lutu Fest. It's raising money for uh, Hurricane Harvey victims and it's at Spider House and it's going on, um, for most of the afternoon and evening. The comedy portion is happening from like 6.30 to 7.45 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so anybody, and there's going to be a bunch of music and cool stuff happening, um, anybody wants to come out to that and then do, 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 do. on the 16th on saturday at 10 p.m i'm gonna do the laugh out proud show at institution it's that it's that gay thing that happens once a month there so if you're into gay comedy um <laughs> i'm not but i've heard some people, <laughs> some people are interested in those topics um Cool, cool, cool. I think that that is, yeah, that's all I got on the bookstore. Well, and every Tuesday at the Gatsby uh, at 10, or technically at 9.30, starts at 10. Uh, everyone should, should come out to that if you like. You know what I realized the other day about that show is I've always thought of it as like, oh, we're controversial and stuff there. We can kind of say what we want. Um, but they call they basically called it riffing themed the other day in conversation, and I realized like oh right because I've always been like oh you kind of feel like an asshole if you're just doing your jokes, mm -hmm. and they've they've never talked about that explicitly, but it basically is understood that it's a riffing show, and because of uh, the 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 they way just the said room that is? vibe they just said that vibe uh -huh. the host gets up there and. Um, is clearly <laughs> unscripted, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, it's like. It, it sets this vibe and everyone gets up there and really kind of speaks from the heart. Mm -hmm. um, and then the goal is to still be making people laugh. And yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. challenge of, you know, we don't want to like lower the standards by saying, eh, it's just riffing, but it's <laughs> kind of creates a cool, intimate um, environment where uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Have you ever done the Gatsby? 
No. Is is that the one uh, that's on 6th Street? Yeah, I think you'd really like it, actually. Anytime you want to well, do it. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not really good at... Uh, uh, riffing on I've, stage. Yeah, but you can make I, it I sound like up. you're riffing. So, <laughs> yeah, they never seen. I think I I, 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 would. I've done where you're supposed to riff, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll meet them halfway, and I'll just write like a new, new stuff, new stuff, and try it out for the first time. <laughs> yeah, and if you can just make it sound like you're, and again, a lot of times I'm having material that I'm doing. I'm not not yeah. doing material. It's just that you know. It's really, I think with your style and with mine, it is conducive of, you can kind of do whatever you want anyway, because you already are conversational. It's just Mm -hmm. the comics who aren't conversational, who, when they get there, if they start doing one-liners, it's just kind of like, that's not really what's happening here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, do you want to promote some stuff? I don't think I have a, oh, um, um, yes, I do. I'm lying. Uh, The Velveeta Room. Uh, the last week of September, I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be in the Velveeta room. Um, that's this month. Yeah, I think it's the 29th and 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velveeta room. Are uh, you I'm headlining? Be, yeah, I'm gonna be headlining. Nice. So, you know what? I think I have, I have some one. friends coming in town. Maybe I'll try to swing them by. Cool. I say that the chances are. 25 percent but no. <laughs> i really will try oh I, uh, anytime somebody says hey you know what? i think i might swing by uh, i go oh, yeah man and in my head i go no you're not no you're not that's why i'm being honest about 25 percent. it's a <laughs> it's a real chance yeah 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 you know no sometimes i, I wish uh i i hope i actually hope that when somebody tells me where well, i'm gonna go check you out i i hope that they don't because i feel like when it's deliberate like that, yeah. like we're gonna go see you, it's like wait, so you better be funny, kind of yeah. like I don't want you to make plans around around how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. <laughs> now this is just like my friends would love to come and see, uh, see a good comedy show, yeah. and you know we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Thanks, Raul. That was awesome. Absolutely. Um, Thank good you luck for on having your me. New York uh, trip. Hopefully one day I'll be crashing on your couch or something. I appreciate there. it. Absolutely. So, yeah. That would yeah. be awesome. Because <laughs> that would mean I'm doing really good. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. If you have yeah. a couch to spare yeah. you are succeeding yeah word all right thanks man absolutely International.